My suitcase is still just sitting on the floor. Why? Sometimes I take weeks to unpack my suitcase. <sighs> it's tough to hear, but what is this? What is this? Still snarkiness? like you. What are you? What are you throwing this snarkiness at me? I, listen, I'm just being honest. To know that about you now, it's uh, it's just like uh, trying to get someone to change. It's just gonna happen when it happens. One day you're just gonna look at that suitcase, and then you're gonna look at yourself in the mirror. You're just gonna think, "What a piece of shit! I've left that suitcase there." You think it's charming now? Suitcases all over the place. Is that what happens? You go on another trip, and you don't even keep the same suitcase you have multiple suitcases so that you can have them at different stages of put away yes i have 16 suitcases i think there was a time that i did really go five months before i unpacked it it was like where's that shirt that i like where yeah i did think that at some point and then i found the the shirt all wrinkled into a ball we should do that we should hide should have a service that Goes to people's houses and hides certain things that they like. Give a, a big list of things that you like about your house or, or items of clothing or whatever. And then someone will come over and randomly choose different things from that list and hide them. So you're like, where is that thing? And then the rest of the, the completion of the service is however many months later, they reappear. And you're so excited to get them back. You're excited at first, but then you're pissed off because you realize that someone else hid your stuff no, just to get that fun. reaction no, you, out of you. You only live in the excitement of finding them again. Yeah, and then you find out someone spent money on this service. So money had been wasted. No, it's your own money. You've done this to yourself. Oh, but I was thinking there's a gift or there's someone that you love in your life and you're offering this service to them. You know what? My boyfriend, he really loves that pearl button-up shirt. It's his favorite he wears it. Pearl button-up shirt. You mean from 2003? That one. What, what do you mean? The button-up shirt. I feel like that was like uh, those those western shirts were really in in the early 2000s. I think I just bought one that's got some pearl buttons on it. Is it westerny? Look at this denim shirt. Look at that. Oh, I'm a cowboy, baby. Yeah, you mock this. <laughs> I'll burn it. You make fun of the shirt that I just bought that I enjoy. I didn't know you just bought that shirt. So why don't you? That doesn't look like the Western shirt I'm talking about. I'm offended. I'm not talking about that kind of Western shirt. I'm talking about those ones that were kind of thin. I'm sh- I think that they would come from Old Navy and they were a lighter color and they had like a pattern on them. And then they would have those like pearlescent, but like snaps. The snaps are great. There's no better button than the snap button. The only reason why a snap button is great is for the drama of unsnapping them all at once. Otherwise, there's no need for the snaps on it. That was just a style at the time. It's still a style. That thing's got snaps on it. That one that you showed me? Yes. That shirt was not what I was talking about. Even yeah, though it, you can try to every time it. I keep describing things, I end up describing your <laughs> that shirt. shirt. Except the, the, the look of it is different than what I'm talking about. It's got the panels that you would expect on a Western shirt where, you know, the shoulders. I bet you look good in that. Oh, wow. Mm, changing your tune. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Little bird changing the song. Put it on. Why? So I you can. See it on. Okay, you want to see the shirt? <laughs> You're just going to say you like it now. I'm going to give you my honest opinion. Says the one who's drinking shock top. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just, <laughs> just striking back now. Arbitrarily. That I, yeah. 
Oh, I only like the white wheat beers. I do, I do like a wheat beer. It's the only one I'll drink. Give me the shock top. <laughs> Did you see what she was drinking? It was a wheat beer. What a bitch. <laughs> Some nice foreshadowing. I like it. Should I leave it up open? Yes, leave it open. Yes, that looks really good. Listen to that. You hear this? You hear Let this? me hear those stupid snaps. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a wonderful shirt. Now, pop them all open. Wouldn't you like that? I just like the drama of the... It looks so good. Oh, hey, baby. <gasps> oh, he did it. Nothing that underneath. Pretends this gray undershirt is not there. Yeah, that that's just your gray ashen skin. Soon enough. I'm getting there in age. I'll yeah. Have, I'll have a gray chest before you know it. Just a chest full of gray. My favorite color. And elbows that look like an elephant's knees. That's you. Don't project your old age stuff onto me. Well, that's true. I do have squishy elbows. Look at that elbow. That's a nice elbow. That's a moisturized elbow. But it's not. That's the thing. That's just my wow. natural skin. That's just natural? That's your natural bow? Damn, he got that natural bow, though. Look at that. You can squeeze that, and it goes right back into place. Doesn't just, oh, you doesn't have just, all the elastin in your skin still? Doesn't hang about. Like mine? Look at mine. Oh, wow. my. God, <laughs> it's like a witch's forehead. It doesn't go back. I squeeze it into like this, and then it stays. Play-doh. Ooh, look at that. Looks like silly putty. Yeah. Let's see if it picks up the newspaper. <laughs> yeah, that's how you take notes. Yeah. I just put my elbows on some paper. Look at it. And then you try to read your elbow, and then you tell someone, you know you can't lick your own elbow, right? Yeah, I once had someone say, like, you can't uh, touch your elbows behind your back, and they just wanted you to, like, push your boobs out. And that's what that joke was. Oh. I felt violated in middle school. Yeah, who's telling you that joke in middle school? That joke. Well, yeah. It was like a prank more than a joke. Yeah, the gym right? teacher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'll give you an A if you can touch your elbows behind your back. But if you can't, I'll give you a D. The coach. They always. Get it. The, yeah. I, I, Thank you. Continue. <laughs> they always uh, insist on being called coach. Mm -hmm. so you're a gym teacher in sixth grade, which is fine. But I'm coach. You yeah, but you know, some coach. of those gym teachers, like some of those guys that were coaches were also like science teachers. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about, but those are the ones who didn't want to be called coach. The ones no, I had I had some coaches in high school that also taught something else. I had actual coaches. So there were uh, there was a coach of the soccer team who also taught science, and in the science class he wasn't coach. On the field he was coach. But oh. then you had the actual gym teachers who didn't coach any kind of organized sport, mm -hmm. and they insisted. And this was the only thing they taught. They insisted on being called coach. Hey, coach. Is that sad? You think? Yeah, I don't know what brings a person to that point where the title of coach is the best thing you've got going in your life. You know what? I think right now for us, it doesn't sound like something that could be the best thing. 
but maybe you're doing it for so long and so many kids who you feel like you've made a difference to or for or whatever um are are calling you coach and so now the word coach has a new meaning for you if you're actual if, if you're an actual coach coaching a team then i think there's value there but these people weren't coaching anything they were just making you do things in pe class right like hey play basketball today even though you stink at it and everyone's going to have to shoot a layup and then when you can't do a layup they make you do the layup or try uh-huh. to do the layup in front of everyone else and then when you miss the layup then everyone laughs at you uh-huh. <laughs> this isn't based on experience just kidding okay. it is uh-huh. It's something yeah, it doesn't that sound like these, it's something from one of these past. bully coaches. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they never grow up and they remain. Even though this person, this coach, was probably in his late fifties, he's trying to buddy up with the cool kids. Like, watch this, this scrawny loser can't even do a layup. I bet Come he's on, Jewish. Russ! Come on, Russ! Do the just layup. For, just for an example, Russ. Just as an example, Russ, just you're using that as an example, not as like an actual memory. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just as an example. Yeah. There's no there's no hurt or pain that I harbor because this isn't a real thing that actually happened. I remember in high school. It was some gym class and the cheerleaders would bring in full size like uh, king size candy bars for the coach. And they were like before like class would end a little bit early but we weren't allowed to leave yet you know so they'd all be standing up by the coach's desk and like be hanging out with him maybe the football players were too but i don't know they would bring him candy bars and i thought that was so gross yeah they bring the candy bars regular size candy bars for johnny quarterback king sizes for me coach and oh look fun size russ hey russ (laughs) Here's the fun size. <laughs> you get it? We're making a comment about your dick. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about your dick at all during all of this. I know you weren't, but this is what these coaches do. That's, but that's what they're thinking? I it's, thought that they were just being like king of the castle. Like, you know, I am the above you, so I get the king size. The people right below me are the football players, and then here's the fun size. Oh, naive autumn. Yeah. The coaches. And then the the uh, cheerleaders are like those wenches who are just there with like in those Grecian things with their like tits out and they're like pouring water out of a urn for some reason. You want my king size baby Ruth? Ew, Ooh. king size baby Ruth, and then a dick metaphor. When do you turn 18? Uh, I was held back, so I'm 18 now, baby. I repeated kindergarten. <laughs> My birthday was last year. You're never going to get an endorsement with this kind of talk. Oh, Kroger. For goodness sake. Come get your king size baby Ruth's at Kroger on sale this week. Three for two, a dollar. Two, say two for ten. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Two dollars for ten, maybe. You could have done that. Okay, there we go. You remember the Kroger music? For goodness sake, Kroger. I want to get on Kroger Radio. K R G R, Kroger Radio. It could be I love Kroger Radio. Yeah, thank. You. <laughs> <laughs> just hang out in Kroger, just listening to the radio. 
I'm just imagining someone who makes it onto Kroger radio and then maybe the people in the hometown, you know, the, the kid who was made fun of by the coach makes it big and says, look at me now. Fuck all of you. I've, yeah. I've, I'm on Kroger radio. <laughs> I don't think they have DJs on it. Oh, that's a shame. It's the problem with Kroger radio. They, you know, they had something that they could have right there mm-hmm. at their disposal, a captive audience in a grocery store. And you could have provided your own entertainment instead of just playing other songs. Maybe there's like a baby crying in one of the aisles and then like the DJ decides to play like baby, baby, I'm taking or like some like crying, crying over you. Or uh, when someone spills something. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a song that's not coming to mind about spilling. <laughs> you set it up, but then couldn't finish it. <laughs> I didn't. I don't know any songs about spilling. Um, Spill all over you. <laughs> is that real that sounds like it could be song about spilling wine spill the wine yeah, take that pearl there you go see yeah you're on to something yes. you should go be the PD of Kroger Radio yeah someone knocks over the big container of walnuts and people are slipping all over the place Caller 10 right now gets a free half pound of Boar's Head White American Cheese. White American. <laughs> See, Daniel, he's new over in the deli department. Go give him a high five. He's doing the best he can. Don't ask for it too thin. He doesn't know how to use the slicer. Oh, boy. That's the only way to get this stuff is thin. I put in the order once for all these deli meats shaved, and they just refused to do it. They didn't even tell me they were going to refuse to do it. They just gave it to me, and then later I realized it wasn't done the way I wanted it. Was it just was it as thin as it could be? No, I don't even I, think it was that. It was just set on whatever. Yeah, lazy, because I get that yeah. there's more work back and forth if you're getting a pound of yeah, meat. Yeah, but I feel like what else are you doing? It's your job. Yeah. Also, who wants a thick slab of meat on their sandwich? Yeah, I want half an inch thick, like ham. You don't mean that. The only one that... Maybe that would make sense with is roast beef. No way. The thinner, the better. Yeah, of course, thinner, the better. But, okay, it's either very thin or very thick. Because if it's very thick, it's like having a prime rib. You're biting into it in a sandwich. No, but you wouldn't put it in a sandwich. You just eat it. See, I don't think about deli meats as being put in a sandwich. I think about just eating them plain. Which I've seen you do before. It's the best. I want a snack. I don't need all that fuss with like the bread. I think and that's a, fun. And a, con- and a condiment. I agree with you. Quite often yeah. I'll eat the deli meats without anything. But the, even, okay, going back to your thick roast beef, just eating it that way, you're really gnawing into it. At that point, it needs like sides, like mashed potatoes and green beans. <laughs> well, then it's just, it's, it's not a deli meat. <laughs> that you don't have to do anything to. It's ready to go. <laughs> What if I just got a huge, thick slice of baby Swiss, chomping into some Swiss? Just bit into like the way people bite into string cheese. Yeah, Pete just bites into string no. cheese. He doesn't tear it apart. It's so disgusting, Pete. He just goes for it. No, I hope he grows out of that. He doesn't understand the f- the fun that comes with string cheese when you pull out those tiny little strings with your with your lips, and then I always feel like a horse, you know, who like kind of has fingers for lips like does things like picks up pieces of grass and gets it in its teeth Garino. it's like this yeah what? like a rhino they have like a thumb yeah i knew someone once whose lip looked like a rhino lip <gasps> yeah i feel like old politicians have a rhino lip 
Imagine making out with a person with a rhino lip. Ew. Maybe it's really great downtown. Rhino lip me. <laughs> Gross. Welcome to One Topic. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> so Practicing for Kruger Radio. <laughs> I'm Carly Carlson. For Clean Kruger up Radio. on aisle three. <laughs> Go give a thumbs up to Sheila. She's doing a bang up job at the cake decoration. As you leave the bathroom, be sure to press the button with the smiley face on it to let us know that you found the facilities to be acceptable. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. I have finally achieved becoming a robot, which has been my lifelong dream. Wow. Congratulations, robot Greg. Thank you. I have no more feelings, no more compassion or emotion. So the same as the original Greg. No more love. <gasps> oh, no. No love? What's it like to live in a world without love? Great. Wait, are you back to Greg? <laughs> <laughs> Sounded too much like regular Greg. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the world doesn't have love, Autumn. It's already filled with hate. Oh. So when you when, when you're a robot and you have no concept of love, therefore uh-huh. you're not disappointed. Love by love. the lack of love. Love. love in the world. Love, love, love. Nobody gets that reference unless they went back and listened to the Futureplex, a study in creativity. Doctor, this is a song for Annie's wedding. It's my week. It is your week. But I would like to preface this and say <clears throat> it is my week to bring up this topic, but I don't necessarily think that the, I should be the leader of this topic. I think we should both just discuss this topic. We will both discuss this topic and I would like to say for some people who may have doubts in this topic Hmm. please don't stop listening yes give us a chance keep going people didn't like it when we uh on the free for fall when we got into the phantom of the opera talk people didn't like that who said a couple people said I wish I'd known that was coming up so they could have skipped it even though that's uh you know a point of bonding between us that was a cathartic part of that episode it was, and this is a very special thing for Autumn and for me, this Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. It's the whole foundation of our relationship. Without mm. Phantom of the Opera, we would not exist. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to make a point. That wasn't real. Okay. So the topic... This week is oh yeah. So what is the foundation, huh? Why don't you tell me then? All right, it's, it's, not- it's our it's our longstanding friendship is the foundation. The the weirdness that we found in each other as very appealing in each other that maybe others might see as a little weird. We both uh uh enjoyed in each other. That's the foundation. And Poto. And what? Poto. Phantom Poto? of the Opera. Don't worry, the show's not about You've never family. used that phrase with me ever. So <laughs> don't act like I'm supposed to know what that was. Poto. Poto. 
that's not gonna be the topic for it should be photo first of all because it's ph poto i know but ph should be like one letter okay let's get to the topic at hand because some people uh you know they're getting scared yeah so they should be <laughs> so just the topic the topic this week is cats <laughs> i'm out not, not, <laughs> not look uh, this if shit if you're a dog person keep listening because we're talking about the musical well i mean it's more so because the film was just released and this conversation is going to go in other directions it'll be based on cats but you know we have gripes about the film Uh, a lot of that cgi which can carry over to more general discussion so don't think it's going to get too inside cats i don't i I really don't want to scare people away i i think that right now with this film coming out and it just bombing so spectacularly that there are reasons that we can dive into of why that may have happened that can also carry over to movies in general. Sure. I have a lot of thoughts about movies in general, which, which we can lead into that. But the the basis of this is that God awful mind fuck of a film. Wow. Cats. It's it. (laughs) And also, also I, I look, I think it's too easy to just hate it. Right. So I don't, this isn't going to be a whole episode of just bitching about it. Okay. I, there's, there's real reasons why I think this didn't work. And we're going to give our thoughts on those reasons. But I think it's too easy. And it's jumping on the bandwagon too. Just to be like, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. They made some stupid cat pun. And I'm not going down that path. Yeah. No, I don't want to do that either. So um, we saw this. We saw cats. Yeah. And yeah, I think that sums it up. If yeah. if if you were to write a review, I think that's what your review would be. P H E W ellipses. That's it. But not like the whew. I feel like wow. Yeah, not a relief. Yeah, no. Like whew. I cannot wow. put into yikes. words. Oh, I, you know what it'd be? It'd be wow ellipses yikes period end quote (laughs) one of the top critics on rotten tomatoes wow yikes (laughs) look Um, it's no secret that i have a love for cats yes and i thought it was because you were exposed to it as a kid because your mom liked it and maybe listened to the cassette but it's actually a different story no i just had a seventh grade music teacher who introduced us to all types of Broadway music, and I really got into it. Uh, but Cats was one of those. And for the longest time, I didn't see Cats. I just knew all the music. And that was this weird point of pride because it would blow people's minds. I would be singing songs verbatim, and they'd be, huh, you've never seen it? Nope, I have not. Mm-hmm. And I liked that. But, you know, before we move into the movie, I can understand why some people don't like Cats. Right. It's, it's, it's lack of story. Which, okay, valid. But it makes up for that in many ways. It's a very physically demanding show. It's an ensemble show. Most of those people are on stage throughout the show. And they mm-hmm. have to do all these dances. And they have to sing. And, you know, for me, watching this done on a professional level, it, it makes up for the lack of actual story. Because it's something that's still engaging. 
and can pull you in in really what it comes down to. I'd say 60% of the show at least. You can say there's the singing and the dancing and maybe set design. It's because you want to have sex with the cats. <laughs> there's a sexiness. Sure. These- definitely. When, when, uh, when a woman is trying to be sexy, like as a model or something, there is a feline quality to like their movement. You know, if they're on all fours, they're not on all fours like a dog. These are they're they're arching their back like a cat. These are young, in shape, attractive people, men and women on that stage, Uh wearing tight clothing. Uh And the way that you just said they're moving around. Yes, you say I want that rum tum tugger's barbed dick. That's (laughs) you say this to yourself, maybe subconsciously. I hope that he's not fully a cat and if he if he were so be it but that i think it's some of the appeal but that aside there i i think that there is merit to the show now if someone doesn't like it because it is ridiculous i'm not going to argue that the problem for me was i was a kid when i went to see it i knew that it was such a big thing that like the longest running whatever uh, maybe it wasn't the longest at that point but it was something that was just I don't know, ubiquitous for theater and musical. Okay, so we're going to go see Cats. It may have been the ro- longest running at that point. It, okay, it, well, op- it opened in 82. Uh, how, I don't know if you remember how old you were, but... I don't. You know, it did hold, hold that title for quite a bit, so... But when I went to see it, I was, you know, most of the way through it, and I was like, are they just introducing themselves? I don't understand what's going on. Is it just another cat introducing themselves? I didn't know what was the point of introducing themselves. I didn't, I guess they're supposed to be going off into this heavenly uh, uh, plane where they're reborn into a kitten. One cat gets to be reborn. Old Deuteronomy gets to pick the one cat. And the cats are pretty much just singing songs about themselves and introducing themselves. Is there always a new old Deuteronomy? Like, does that person get... They, do they how does what happens to old Deuteronomy when they when that person when old Deuteronomy dies uh, they, there's a reference that old Dute is lived 99 lives I don't know you see you're thinking too much about it this no is it's problem. not that I'm thinking too much I'm the, thinking it's is, not too much I'm just thinking you're, this, you're, this is the problem with the whole show okay. I, I don't understand there's nothing to understand just sit back watch it enjoy it it's but based- that should be the byline under cats. It's like, cats, just watch it. Don't think, just watch. Don't think, just watch HBO. Like, that's that's what it should be. It shouldn't. I You go to a play expecting to understand what's going on. You can't then just say, I guess I'll just turn off my brain and be excited that they're dancing. This is, I, I wanted to do some art project at one point, and I don't remember what the subject matter was going to be but the the point of the whole thing was you're thinking too much because i wanted to put things around the city photography probably because it's easiest and you could just take some pictures and i i wanted to trigger people's brains so that they looked at this thing i don't get it and then i wanted to have this big reveal at some point there's nothing to get you're trying to assign all this meaning where there doesn't need to be meaning 
Is this something that people like to do? And look, I understand when you're going to see a movie, a stage production, (laughs) there's usually a story arc, there's character development and growth. These things happen. But also, I think it's okay if it doesn't happen. And people really get caught up on that. The barb. The barb on Rum Tum Tug's dick. (laughs) It's like, I can't get away from it. It's caught caught on it. Like, the barb on Rum Tum Tugger's dick. Don't think too much. Just lay back and let it happen to you. But, okay, so ballet, for example. Yes. This is, I would argue the Cats is a ballet for the most part. It also incorporates different types of dance, but maybe the the main driving form of dance is ballet. And you go see ballet and there's stories in these ballets, but for the most part, you're not picking up on the story, are you? Are you understanding what's really going on? No, I guess not, but the ballet is different because the 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 vehicle for entertainment is dance the vehicle for a musical is the music and the plot that go together the 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 music is either enhanced by the plot or the plot is enhanced by the music okay well we could talk this thing to death we could talk circles that's fine. Even and listen, I can put it aside. I'm just saying my initial issue with cats overall has been that I don't it needs it needs a spine. It needs it needs something for us to follow. Not What's, just like a vague sort of interest in the heavy side layer or whatever it's called. It's a book of poetry. It's, Nobody knows that. Yeah, the people know T. S. Eliot. Everybody people who people know T. S. Eliot but don't and his People racist, don't realize that Cats is from that. His racist writings. So Cats, there's a big thing in Cats about people being jellical cats, which is a, I don't, like a, a, a what is it? A, a phrase, a, a bastardization of a dear little cats. Yeah, it's some kind of English accent where it okay. sounded like, yeah, it said, Again, people get hung up. What is a jellicle? It doesn't matter. It's just something that was it made up. It doesn't matter. It was made they up for the show. say this over and over again. What is it? I sh- you should tell me they what it is. They actually do tell you what it is. They yeah, tell- at the very end. They do, but it's fine. No, it's not fine. Let's not get caught up on this. Look, this, okay, this okay. works. Like I said, I can put it aside. That's fine. These arguments have been out there for a very long time. And I'm okay. not saying that they are wrong. And it's one of the reasons the show is so polarizing. But it did work. It worked. People, there were enough people out there willing to put aside all the ridiculousness that comes along with this show. And they were able to sit back and enjoy the show. So this movie that was announced, which I guess was seven years in the making. Tom Hooper, the director, had wanted and So Tom Hooper did Les Mis, the film. Right, with the live singing. The live singing and Russell Crowe. Which... No, bring me President Two Four Six Oh One. And we're not pointing anything out here that people didn't pick up on if they watched this movie that he absolutely stinks. <laughs> and there, there could be the argument that Hugh Jackman wasn't that good in it either. He's a good actor, and he comes from a stage background. Yeah, he sings well. But I, I, his performance in it was a bit lacking. I feel it wasn't emotional enough. Here's what you want from musicals: you want emotion in the singing, no matter what it boils down to. What the song's about, and you, you, the style. People thought that he didn't. Sing with enough emotion or I'd, act with enough emotion? I'd sing. I did. I feel like there was something missing. And I love Hugh Jackman. Yeah. I, I'm i all about that guy. <clears throat> he's he's, he's going to be in a uh, production of The Music Man. 
on Broadway. Very exciting. Good luck getting tickets. They're already sold out. He's he's got a year engagement, and I think that's already sold. They were selling tickets before they even knew what theater they were going to be in. <laughs> what they ended up doing was kicking poor old Beetlejuice out. Yeah, I I don't. All right. Well, this is a problem with movies too that we can get into later. But so yeah, you know, well Beetlejuice didn't perform well at first, but actually caught on and started making money, and people like it. And I hear it's a good show. I still have no real interest in going to see it. Mm-hmm. But so because they didn't meet their why don't uh, they kick something out like Shrek? I don't even know if that's still playing. Ugh, I hope not. Uh, the monetary goals that so all these theaters when they sign contracts with shows they have outs. If the the show's not making enough money, they can kick them out. Usually they don't. But there is sure. such a high demand for Broadway theaters, they could. There's limited space, and there's a lot of shows that want to come in. But usually they give shows the room. Uh, to fail on their own and let the producers pull the plug. So there was a couple months where this Beetlejuice didn't make it, wasn't doing so well, but then started making money. But then when the owners of, I think it's going to be at the Winter Garden, which is where Cats played for a long time, uh, just to tie it back in. <laughs> this is all very interesting stuff. The point is they pulled the plug on Beetlejuice from something that happened a long time ago and something they usually never enact just because they wanted to get... right. Music Man in because Hugh Jackman, yes, already sold out for the year and people love Do you him. think he could play Harold Hill? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I trust him. All right. And Lay Miz, I look, I, I still like him. Yeah, yeah. It was really Russell Crowe that was the real reason that whole thing. Horrible. I mean, it, people like it, right? The live singing. I thought the live singing was really interesting and... Uh, a brave choice for the actors and the director. It was up for several Oscars. I don't remember the exact number, but I feel like eight. The only person who won anything was Anne Hathaway. Yeah. She got best actress, which shaved her head, which then, which is just a weird thing. People hated her for her speech. Oh, really? And she What'd went she up, say? they said she was fake, and then she said, I was this fake happy because I wasn't too happy to win it because I played this person who lived this awful life, and people actually have to live awful lives, and here I am. Uh, pretending to live an awful life, and I win a, a, an award for yeah. it. And she said it was bothering her, so then people were saying, that there, she said something like, the dress I'm wearing costs more than most people or some people will ever see in their whole lives for this, and... You know, that's nice of her. But then that people, is nice. It's thoughtful. Then people are like, you seem so <laughs> fake. We oh, whatever. People you. say anything they want. So anyway. They're this, really saying something about themselves. This Tom Hooper director, he had Les Mis. He had The King's Speech, which won Best Picture. Both good movies. So I mean, people, I think, were hoping something good would come of Cats. And I, as I was saying, the seven years, though. Weird thing about King's Speech, all CGI. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the whole thing which yep. is which is the direction we're going and that's the thing the seven years in that he was wanting to make cats was waiting he said for the cgi technology to catch up Ugh. with what he wanted to do which if that's the case he should have just waited another 10 years he then he said he did try some more practical effects but it was blocking the emotion in the characters faces what and, and then mean? their their ears wouldn't move so let's start there, right? Let's start with okay. the CGI. Okay. Let me quickly. I know you have thoughts. When they were first proposing cats for a stage show, costume design said, 
no fur. We don't that stay away from fur. They had some mm-hmm. fur around their heads, but full body. And they may, they might have some fur like around their legs or their arm or something. Yeah, and they put the those aerobic. What are the things I'm? Yeah, thinking. like leg warmers. Yeah, they put leg warmers. Like this serves this purpose well, and I think that was a very smart choice. And that's true because a lot of cats are very sleek. And also, it, it it's already it's weird fine. enough, and you're watching these creatures. And like I said, you want to have sex with them. So <laughs> when they look too much like cats, and you're finding yourself wanting to have sex with something that looks like a real cat, right? It's weird. Like you're not try, you're not. They're not out there looking like those guys who dress as furries. <laughs> no, like a mascot. No. So this was a choice that There's was made. There's a fine line between cats on Broadway and a mascot <laughs> that's a cat. It can, yes, it really yeah. isn't. You're right. That's not that far off. Mm-mm. So the choice for fur in the movie was one that was already a big risk. Let's make these creatures look as much like cats as we can. So you go. Get into your CGI rant. Um, I had a... It was so distracting, the CGI. So initially, um, they... Uh, they sent out, I don't know if they sent out the movie, but they sent out the trailer with more fur on their faces. Is that what it was? That really sort of um, destabilized the, uh, like the, the, the halo around their actual human face. Well, it looked like floating eyes. Well, what's that? It looked like floating eyes and floating mouths in that first trailer. Yeah. And that was, so distracting and so they re-released something like i don't know if they had to do that to the entire movie they had to like re-render it or something well a lot of times with trailers they the, release them before they the film's not even close to being done they have some yeah. footage and special effects aren't necessarily done okay i don't know in this case if it was that was the way it was going to be released and then there was backlash similar to, similar to sonic oh yeah which was a that's not like the Hedgehog movie. Who made that choice? How did it get through so many layers to begin with that that original Sonic design that looked nothing like Sonic the Hedgehog? How was that agreed upon? Because the – and it doesn't – because, okay, my first thought is because it's only old dudes who never played that game who don't even know. They're like, yeah, this is a character. Okay. But I would imagine that anybody who's in that upper position – probably was around and played Sonic as a kid. So were, I don't I don't get it. I would say there's plenty of people who worked on that movie who played Sonic. Yes, but I'm t- a lot of people who worked on it, but no one in a position to make a change. They're being told what to do. You're talking about the decision making. Yeah. This is it was unbelievable that that even got through. But so what ended up happening, that wasn't a case of uh well, we, we're not done with the design yet or the CGI. No, that was a whole they pushed the date, the release date of the movie, so they could rework the whole thing, which is probably the smartest Smart. thing they could have done. Because it really changes it. It does. You know, do you think it had something to do with the Lion King and that release of Lion King? Were they maybe scheduled to be similarly released because the the like photorealism or whatever that that newer Lion King had... The backlash on that was that you can't, you're not getting any expression from these, quote, Disney characters. So you're not feeling as much. You're being told to feel something, but you're not feeling anything because you're just seeing nothing. And so I wonder if that 
when that was being made and maybe talked about and circulating and stuff in Hollywood that maybe that influenced the people making Sonic to make it more like a real life version of this cartoon character or this uh, video game character. Yeah, who knows what the thought process was? It seems like there was a lack of thought. Obviously, something happened. We could speculate all day. It was a dumb choice. And I'm glad it that they fixed like it. It seems like overthought. I don't think it's lack of thought. I think it's an overthought. It probably was, which quite happens quite often with this uh, filmmaking by committee. And what we're saying is with cats, don't think so hard. <laughs> so. All the charm the cats has gone. I mean, none of it was captured for the film. It oh. was a lost opportunity. Yeah. And a lot of that, as you said, the CGI was so distracting. So, if so distracting. It looked, I mean, all of the characters' feet didn't feel like they held any weight in the world. They were literally floating on the ground. And that's because the dancers, the cats, in real life were wearing some like ballet shoes or maybe some special type of shoe. And then they uh, CGI'd over it some like nice little feet which makes which, no sense which makes no sense because later in the film there's a cat that tap dances he's wearing tap shoes there's some cat another time who's wearing fucking boots so how come the the, the ones who are da- the main one that we see that white one the Les twins by the way which are this french dancing duo they're the ones who cool. wear the boots wear boots <laughs> give the ones who are in like a ballet type thing like that that main cat who does lots of ballet stuff give her some fucking ballet slippers we can the audience isn't dumb we can forgive so we can like put things into perspective and say if you're telling us and they don't they're not following the rule if they're telling us that cats can wear tap shoes and boots put, let them have their shoes on what don't really- let i would much rather see their stupid dancer shoe then their floating foot that just takes me out of everything. What we're really talking about here is just bad filmmaking overall. There's no consistency. Some of the cats wore That's clothes. True. Some of the yeah. cats didn't wear clothes. Some of the yeah. cats had shoes. But God forbid you see ballet shoes on some of these cats. Even though this here's what it throws off. A lot of that dancing was actual dancing. But when you see bad CGI over the feet and the feet are floating it looks like there's no friction reminds me of this episode of the magic school bus i saw once where the kids go to this world where there's no friction on the ground and they can't walk uh-huh. because their feet can't grip to the ground that's yeah. what this looks like so yeah definitely. you don't even know if it's real dancing apparently well, it is but your brains this something's not right here this is off therefore you can't even appreciate the dancing and the music uh, which are the two things that Cat has Cats has going for it? Because as you've already stated, there's no story to it. So if you have bad <laughs> CGI, you're done. Well, and the other thing too is that they CGI'd their bodies because they because the director said that when you give them clothing that they could have worn that looks like maybe like felt or something, which it looked like some of the characters were wearing. But other times, like those those two French dancers, those twins or whatever, when they were dancing, I think... Les twins? The what? Les twins. Yeah, les twins. <laughs> That's actually they, what they're called. They, <laughs> it seemed like their bodies were CGI'd. So I don't think that they were wearing 
fur. I don't think that they were wearing fur. I think that they CGI'd their bodies. So they really were dancing, but because they put a computer uh, generated whatever all over their stupid bodies, it didn't look real anymore. And the director said it was because they, uh, it would be, this is literally what he said. It would add a couple millimeters of fabric to their bodies, which would impede performance because he said he wanted to see the dancers bodies as much as he could. So he didn't want to, so you CGI skin, but your brain can see that your brain is something fires off in your brain is like, Nope, mm -mm, Nope, mm -mm, Nope. And then the other thing about the floating feet I want to say quickly is I don't understand how in this movie, $95 million it, 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 it was budgeted. That's the budget for production, not even the money they sunk into promotion. Okay, not, okay. Which it, uh, it made $6 million opening weekend. They had the floating feet, okay? And then you have something like Jurassic Park, the first Jurassic Park with that T-Rex running after that Jeep, and it lands its foot. It does not, you go back and look at it now, and it does not look fake. There are a lot of things that you go back and you look at that's like a movie from a movie from the 80s. You're like, whoa, that looks horrible now. At the time, it looked fine. And now you look back and you see like, wow, that looks really green screened or that just looks really weird and small. I don't get it. Jurassic Park still holds up. Jurassic they could Par do that then. Jurassic Why can't Park they do that now? Great. Jurassic Park also used half practical effects. Yes, but, but in that scene where he's the where the dinosaur is running after that Jeep, that's CGI dinosaur. Yes. And that looked for real. That the weight of him landing and running the after physics. a jeep didn't feel wrong. The physics is very important. The physics. And this is another problem. If you want to create a fantasy world where different physics exist, then fine. You need to establish that and it needs to still be consistent throughout. In this movie, Cats, you had the dancing that was real dancing. So therefore bodies were subject to actual physics of this planet. But yes. then you would get these CGI cats that would fly through the screen or they would do some move where the physics didn't match at all. It was this whole new law of physics that suddenly applied for that one moment <laughs> with this one cat, which again, these things, they're jarring. Jarring. It throws you out this whatever suspension of disbelief you could give that fucking film, which was very difficult from the get go. What I, I was staring at this movie like I was staring into the sun. Yes, it's disorienting. It's like, what? And I would go. <laughs> it's disorienting. Why am I watching this? What the fuck is happening in front of my eyes? It's like watching a train wreck. Meaning they had your attention, so you were there, and then they kept taking you out of the train wreck. This is – so, look, I'm watching this. This thing is awful. This is a train wreck. At least maybe you could watch it for that. Then something would happen, like a bad CGI necklace that didn't move oh, correctly. Their collars. They were all wearing collars, and they just floated willy-nilly on their necks. They didn't <laughs> – They gave no regard to where their bodies were or where their head was moving. No, and then you had Judy Dench – who had human hands, which maybe that was the choice. And she was so just did. Sort of, so did Mr. Misopheles, which is this is all fine if there were consistency. Yeah. 
You know, what, what's the one's name we can never remember? Rebel Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> she had a cat fur on and then unzipped it to reveal some sequin thing. None of this made sense. She she unzipped it in such a... And <laughs> you just want rules. All yes, we're saying is we yes, want rules yes. to this world. And whatever rules were set forth were immediately broken. Just not even not even broken. Just not even acknowledged. Yeah, I just like whatever. The skin tight suit that you were wearing a second ago, uh, Rebel Wilson. All of a sudden, there's a zipper, and it unzips to a whole other costume underneath that you couldn't tell was there at all. It looked like a cartoon. Bad cartoon. Not even as good as a cartoon. cartoon. Cartoons are charming. Well, they have the potential to be charming. I I uh, I saw a review where the person was saying that they saw glit. This is someone who's like in a, I don't know, like a, a, a computer uh, film realm, and they said that they see class projects with the same glitches that he in in like the fur around their hands, and then like fur up here, like connecting the blending between like their actual face and then. That he sees in like class projects in college. I'm sure. This that doesn't surprise me. This that's it looks like it came out. It was rushed. The release date should have been pushed, similar to the way Sonics was pushed, because you have to rework some things. Apparently, Hooper was working on it for 36 hours straight, leading to the re- leading up to the release. And then after the fact, after that dismal opening weekend, more work was done, and it was re-released because it's digital it's easier just to send it out to these theaters i don't know what they fixed because sadly i'm embarrassed to admit this i've seen it twice so i saw it with you autumn yeah do you see any difference no i I could not pick up on anything that was different in this reworked version that was sent out to the theaters now maybe the theater didn't actually show that one but i assume they would oh it's very embarrassing that i've seen it twice but i have the regal unlimited pass and my friend matt wanted to see it and yeah, he's. It's hard to get him out of the house sometimes too. So he, he wanted to go. I said, "Yes, I'll go with you." Sure. This isn't. You know, <clears throat> I've already paid for this subscription. I'll go sit through this again. And honestly, the second time through the theater, at some point they're just laughing openly, scoffing quite a bit. There's a lot of <laughs> like, "What the? Oh my god!" There's this kind of stuff. That's it's, fun. Yeah. And I wonder if this movie does have potential for cult classic. Yeah. It may. Because it's so... Okay, because I love a bad movie. Like, I I love Showgirls so much. And I don't know why Cats makes me angry and Showgirls delights me. Is it because Showgirls is not trying to... No, I don't know. What makes a, a bad movie good and a bad movie just bad? There's some level of, I keep bringing up charm in some way, like The Room, for example. Hmm. It's so awful. Yeah. That's the one with, uh, what's his name? The weird guy. Yeah. Tommy. Yeah, Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. I think that thing is so all over the map makes absolutely <laughs> zero sense in some cases a character comes in well it's official i have cancer never yep, never brought again. up again 
the football scene. They're just <laughs> you. You look at this and how could, and you realize that someone actually thought they were making a good film, and then it's Tommy Wiseau, and you you know he's public enough where you can see interviews with him, and you know it becomes this interactive thing. Yeah. Um, I why it's set apart than other just bad movies that are painful to watch. Yeah. Like I watched something with Nicolas Cage about the rapture. It was just really bad, but it wasn't. There weren't there weren't the moments of oh my god, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. You're just watching it. That's bad. And I think Cats does have those moments. It's like, what the hell is this? I think I would like to see Cats after everybody knows it's bad. So that we could all go into it and enjoy it for that reason. There's something that captures the imagination. I not, think not I, went ana- in, I went in hopeful. Like, this is going to be bad, but maybe I'll enjoy it because I do like musicals. And you had talked about the merit behind the performance aspect of it, like the dancing and the sing. Okay. All right. But it was just so, just like you said, jarring, that CGI work. If they'd gone into this, this Hooper, by the way, I think he thought that this was going to be up for awards. That's why it was also pushed. And maybe it was the studio. But there was some thought somewhere that this was going to be nominated for Oscars and Golden Globes. And they needed to get it out for in time for the season, you know, the Oscar season. Mm. That's part of the reason. So there's this pretentious thought behind it, which... If you're approaching that way, it's destined to fail. I think that if they had actually done this all practically, real sets, I don't give a shit if they're painted backdrops because that's art in itself. Yeah. You could see these beautiful backdrops and say, okay, well, someone created this. Uh, I know it's not a real world, but they're dancing cats. So, yeah, of course, this is fine. And then you watch the actual dancing without any CGI enhancement and you got to see it for what it is. You know, I referred to the ballet the 20-minute ballet at the end of An American in Paris. And granted, that's a fantasy that's presented in the film as a fantasy. But a lot of that film in itself has painted backdrops. Um, but that part's the ballet's presented as a fantasy. But it works wonderfully. There's all these people having to do their jobs correctly and all this dancing, and the backgrounds are nice. And I think with Cats, if you'd done it that way, it could have worked. There's potential. There's certainly potential in some of these scenes. And seeing it again, it opens up very, very weakly with uh, Rebel Wilson and those strange oh, CGI God, I mice forgot about and, those mice children. And cockroaches. And the cockroaches that she's eating. Like, she's eating these cockroaches. And again, there's no physics to her eating them. They just... It's like if you took something... And barely pretended that it was in your mouth after you pretended to eat it. It doesn't work. No. Also, she shouldn't have been cast. I'm not saying that she doesn't hold value for comedic acting, but one of the problems with this also was just that list of big-name celebrities who weren't really capable of dancing or singing. Mm. Why did you bring them in? I would much prefer... Ian McKellen? Pretending to lap milk out of a fake saucer. How they got him to do that. Look, he brought it, though. I'll give him credit. He He, he committed. He committed to that role. He did. And his song was fine. Um, His song was fine? 
His song was fine. <laughs> yeah, but that's probably, I don't know anything he said that entire song. I don't know what he said. He's old. I don't know what I got from it. He like gave some looks to Judy Dench. There were some like weird camera shots to him as like, reacting to her and her reacting to him and like giving little nods to each other that I thought was gonna pay off in some way, but nothing. He just sang his weird song. Blah, blah, blah. And then was I don't know d- died I don't know where he went he disappeared he was abducted by McCavity remember oh right On that barge <laughs> in the River Thames <laughs> which you know what part I actually really liked was the James Corden part that was my favorite part of the whole thing mm. I just, I know you don't like him I'm not a big fan of James Corden because his whole act is I'm buddying up against or butting up with all the celebrities. Look at me, just having fun with the celebrities. I that's all well and good. Here's a softball celebrity. You're a celebrity. I want to be a celebrity too. His part was I liked his song. I liked uh I liked his uh scene. And I thought later he was funny. There was this weird moment where he is he refers to the cats and he looks at the camera. It's the first time that anyone looks at the camera and says cats. Like he means to tell us like, I know that these are people, but I'm calling them cats. We're pretending they're cats. It was wild. If I put aside my (laughs) feelings for him, I will say that his scenes was one of his scene was one of the better scenes. Yes. In the film. Um, But I still feel like Rum Tum Tugger. Who's in it? I love Rum Tum Tugger. In the I actual, did not love this Rum Tum Tugger. No. What's his name? Jason Drolia. Yes. <laughs> what is that how you pronounce Milk! it? His performance, Rum Tum Tugger is supposed to be this cool, sexy cat. That if you can, want him, he doesn't want you. There was, there was, yeah, he's contrary. There is nothing about that performance that I thought was cool. There's nobody no. who would look at that cat and say, wow, I want to be friends with the cat. I want to be that cat. I want to be with that cat. <laughs> it's just a ridiculous conversation listening to it. I want to be with that cat. But it goes back to my you wanting to have sex with the cats when they're not actually cats, when they look like cats, and you're suddenly into bestiality. The original Rum Tum Tugger is sort of like a rock and roll sort of cat, right? He's like a rock and roll kind of guy. Like a, like a, um, uh, who's that guy? The oh, rebel, yeah, scramble, mo, mo. Billy Idol. This guy, yes, Billy Idol. He has like a Billy Idol quality, like a, a young '80s Billy Idol quality to him. I feel like, and then in this movie, it's like he kind of has like a R and B vibe because of the way he sings it. Which is fine, because it's, but it's not. He doesn't. It's not. It's weak. It's, not, it's, it's a not weak. Sexy. Per- All of the um, it, they took the teeth out of it. Yes, it's a weak performance. It's limp. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of the music just mixed in general. In this movie, not mixed well. It didn't hit me the way I wanted it to hit me. It's music. It should be blasting you, like that old. Uh, What's the old TV commercial? The guy sitting in his chair and the TV, you know. The, RCA? Was it Zenith or something? Or Zenith, maybe? Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. That's what it should be like, I felt. And it was just underwhelming. This music would come in. It's like, okay, I guess this is happening, but I'm not getting anything out of it. And so 
It opens up. It's already weird as fuck. It opens up very weakly. And then I feel like there's a point, though, with that jellical ball when they're dancing and there's practical dancing and they're actually in a space that's not completely CGI that it gains a little traction. These are just the glimpses of the potential that was actually Uh there. And I feel like if they had stuck with that, they could have pulled something off. And Skimple Shanks, for example, they reworked the whole thing with tap dancing, which I think could have worked except for the awful CGI sets and the mm. scale that's all over the place. So oh, here's... And a, they just appeared in different places as if teleported there. Oh, the editing. I couldn't stand that. Quite quite often throughout. Yeah, the, the, the scenes... Uh, so within a song. Yeah. The way it was edited. They're in one location, then suddenly just in a different location. Then back in the other location. And then just... I didn't like that. That's a choice. No. I just... I don't... I didn't like that. Um... You know, there was a lot. I realized a lot of medium close-up shots just hmm. throughout the film, probably because they didn't want to show off too much because it looks so bad. Yeah, like they couldn't support a close-up. Well, close-ups fine too, but wider shots. Then sometimes they would go to extreme wide shots, which was stupid. <laughs> they would go so wide. Uh-huh. The, the, so the scale was all over the place. Oh, yeah, the scale. They decided, I saw in this interview, that they decided that the scale is a loose scale. Again, rules. But if, your brain notices when those inconsistencies. If the scale, you know, you're trying to make the scale, if a cat was standing up on its hind legs, how big would it be in a, a room that humans right. live in? Fine. If that scales off a little bit, no big deal. But then sometimes with these super wide shots, it looked like the cats were the size of bugs. (laughs) What what are you doing? Yeah, they look like palmetto bugs on that railroad track. That was the end. And that throws that whole thing off. And tap dancing, for example, they learned how to film that decades ago. And this was just these weird close-up shots cut to another close-up shot at a different angle i i couldn't even tell if the feet were real sometimes they were and then other times they weren't in the tap dancing and that though i felt like that song and presentation was again there was potential it's like okay they've done something cool with it they took what was in the musical and they made it cooler with the tap dancing but it's just the execution sucks ass and, and he was wearing clothes for some reason. And even uh, old Deuteronomy was wearing like a fur coat. coat. Again, consistency. No one wants to see the CGI dance. Uh, apparently it was all real. This is, I was reading more about it. Apparently dancing was all real. But it, that's, this is so bad that you didn't know if it was real or well, not. Sometimes the proportions of even that woman's body who was the main cat, the the, the 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 white one who's like we're sort of following her story or her experience of this world. Uh, I felt like her body proportions were off at times. Like sometimes I felt like her arm seemed bigger than it should look. It was odd. It was wild. <laughs> it was absolutely wild. If you're going to do a musical really just stick to practical as much as possible. I think that's the way to do it. And that's the way to pull it off. Especially something like this, because you are dealing with something that you can't really hold onto as far as like a plot. So 
you need everything else to be firmly tied to earth. You could appreciate what the people were doing if it were practical. Like, wow, look at these. And then you could just decide for yourself. It could just be just like exactly like the play. You know, you're like, I don't get it. Or I really like it. You know, you know, but instead you're so distracted by every choice that you can't even focus on anything else. Yes, it's this is a study in terrible filmmaking mm-hmm. and not because of the content, because of the execution. But you yeah. were talking about those live Disney films um, and I'm talking about actual dancing and capturing this on film and appreciating what people are able to do. Uh, you know about the Nicholas Brothers I don't think so. There were these these two. Well, I mean, it's black and white footage, and if you look something up, what was it called? There's a scene. They're tap dancers. There's these oversized stairs where, let's say, each stair is about two feet tall, and like they're really wide, okay. and they're jumping over each other, landing on the stair, two stairs below the stair they're on. So if someone jumps to the stair below, then the other person jumps over that person, and like they oh, okay. land doing yeah. they land doing splits. Like it's this really amazing. Uh, some people say it's the greatest dance ever filmed. Wow. And I wouldn't argue that. I think that it's something definitely worth watching. Let me look up the actual name of the video. But the Nicholas Brothers Stormy Weather. Okay. Have you looked up Stormy Weather? I'll post it on 2 Plus 2 Equals for our Facebook page. So you watch this and you see these people doing this amazing thing and you're blown away that bodies can actually do this and people have the talent to do this yeah and then in the live action aladdin apparently cgi genie and cgi aladdin pay homage to this stair scene by doing the same thing but it means absolutely nothing because it's not real oh man so i that's the lore to watching people dance on film is to actually see people doing cool things and then also appreciating the way it was shot and you know different angles and the sure, way it sure. was edited together when you'd see you're not getting any of that no it's all fake and for anyone to see Aladdin like oh wow yeah wow that was amazing no because it's not real and okay it's your sometimes CGI can be used to tell the story right like um what's that one with the kid and the tiger on the boat and the orangutan life of pi life of pi full of cgi but it told the story it did it appropriately because i guess an audience knew that we couldn't get a performance out of a tiger working with this person so you can excuse it if the story's good enough too it can right. it can you can look past it a bit but when it's oh. When it's this, I look again. This goes back to the beginning. We could talk about this all night. Well, uh, because yeah, it's yeah. so awful. I don't. I don't. But <sighs> it's the problem with movies in general. It's just. It's there was. Um, what was it like? The fourth Die Hard, where <laughs> Bruce Willis was too old to be doing this shit, and <laughs> that's a different movie. Um, but uh, he like jumped onto a helicopter or something like crazy but it was all full of cgi um things that were impossible for this older man to do the same with like uh crystal skull um a lot of these movies where the actors have gotten older but hollywood can only make movies that have already been something else because they know that they'll get 
certain return on investment. It's a money grab. That's all. Yeah. It's, how much yeah. money can you make us now? No, not the that much. reason why we don't want to do it. Like you can say that you don't like the first Die Hard, or you can say that you don't enjoy the second Indiana Jones. That's fine, because no one's going to say they don't like the first one or the third one. But if you if the second was the only one where I'll give you a pass if you don't like it. But if you can say that you don't like those things, but it's not because things were fake. Those things were filmed for real. And if they weren't filmed for real, it was a for real model of something that they exploded and then showed it in slow motion or something. <laughs> or it was for real done with like some, you know, real things around it. And then in the background, something was like a blue screen. That's fine. Or even like in the Joker, I know that, um, you know, they fill out the city skyline with things, right? Like they add they add details to the scenery to make it fuller or bigger or looking more busy or something. That's fine. You can do those things. Pepper it in. But your brain can tell when something isn't real. It's what your brain is trained to do is to know when something's not real. Either someone's like emotion isn't real if someone's lying, <laughs> if it's not something that you can feel or touch, but if it's something you can actually see, you know when it's not real and it takes you out of it. And that is not what movies are supposed to be. I don't wanna, why do I want to, if I want to go see a cartoon, I'll go see a cartoon. That's fine. I don't mind a cartoon. Give me a good cartoon movie. That's fine. But I don't want to see something that I'm expecting actual actors and real life sets and real things that I'm supposed to feel. And then I'm just taken right out of it because all of a sudden there's a whole CGI character, Jar Jar Banks, that I'm supposed to believe is a thing. Poor Jar Jar. The guy who played Jar Jar was very depressed after that, though. He's just a guy from the Bronx. And he, this is a real thing. You should look this up and read the article. That man got so depressed. I think he was on the verge of suicide because he put his heart into Jar Jar Banks. But it's not his fault. It's not his fault. Director, should have said, "Hey, Ugh. hey, this is not the this is not what we want to do with Jar Jar Binks." Someone said, "Yes, I like it. Let's go with it." So yeah, you know who it was? Fucking lazy <laughs> ass George Lucas, <laughs> sitting behind monitors. I just wanted you to say coffee. that. I wanted to set you up so you would go off. <laughs> he doesn't want to get up from his chair and his monitors to actually do anything. He went through hell. With Return of the Jedi. All right. I get it. And with, with uh, New Hope. You were young. He was young. He was hungry. Okay. Now, just don't make it. Just don't do it. Like, they have no... They have no respect for what those movies mean to anyone. And so, again, it's just a money grab. He writes the first script of episode one in, like, two days on fucking legal pads. He's an idiot. <laughs> Keep just going. because he made just because he made a couple things well does not mean he's some genius. You done? Yeah. I don't want you to be done. <laughs> that wasn't. That wasn't. I, I'm enjoying it. it <laughs> look, the other look. thing I want to say quickly is that I'm very upset by the amount of movies that you see that are already something, and I don't. I'm not trying to say whether they'll be I, I, I'm not saying that that means they'll be good or bad, but it is bothersome that every preview you see is from something else. Either it's a video game with Sonic or it's a prequel or uh, 
uh, a, like a fan fiction, basically, you know, with like all of the Star Wars, like weird extra stories, or it's a Call of the Wild. What? Yes, everything called. Okay. Um, when we when we watch the trailers for Cats, before yeah. Cats, all those previews. You brought that up. Yeah, what was already it? something. Do little with Robert Downey Jr. Already something. Trolls. Are already something. It's a sequel. I like Trolls. But Trolls was already <laughs> like said, a toy, also. And I know you like that? Trolls. It was already a toy. Those dolls. Sure. Made. Yeah. Then there was uh, Call of the Wild, talking about CGI. The okay. Harrison Ford acting with a CGI dog. Mm-hmm. You gave, know what he really did in real life? He acted with like a foam, like a microphone puppet. Yeah, something. Puppet. <laughs> something was in the scene with him. Which, if you're watching that movie and you're crying because he's talking to the dog, think about what he's really doing. Well, people talking. have done that before. This. I mean, Space Jam. You had Michael Jordan acting. Who knows what the stand-ins for the animation yeah, were back then? Or Gene Kelly when he did the film with the character, the cartoon yeah. characters, with uh, Jerry. Yeah. So I mean, this has been done before, but Call of the Wild, this live-action film with this. But if you think dog. about it, with that, okay, when Gene Kelly's dancing with the mouse, that's Jerry. Mm-hmm. That is painted on film. Yes, there's that is a real thing. That is a that is a that is a that is real. Well, I don't want to dismiss all CGI. I'm not. They I'm lean not they lean on it too much. Yes. So one of the things of filmmaking too, you're pushing technical aspects, and you, sometimes you want to show that off. Um, but no, you don't want to show it off. If it's if it drives the story, that's fine. No, but there but, are times. Sure, you don't want it to dominate the film, but you know there are people who are filmmakers who want to tell a good story but a technical part is a big part of it too and they yeah want like to... a, uh uh like um avatar <laughs> avatar there yeah there are new technologies that you want to show off um the problem is like you're saying actual animation hand-drawn frame by frame who framed roger rabbit you can respect this like wow that was a lot and of work painted on the film there was a lot of work that went into that or you know backdrops that are painted wow look at all and again, no, CGI, but those are real tangible things. Like I, I said, your I know, brain can I, tell. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying is like people give a pass to these actual pieces of art. And I hate to take all CGI and lump it into a non-artistic endeavor. But the way it is done, it's not, it's not being used properly quite often to supplement. It's dominating and it's distracting. Yes. yes. So that's infuriates all. That's me. all I was I was saying. Maybe the difference between cats and showgirls is that showgirls doesn't have CGI. <laughs> if only it so did. I'm cool. But if it did, I, I think that you would like it even more. You're like, what? Well, I do love the edited version of <laughs> showgirls with the painted on like tops that they put on them. Or like the pretend bikinis that they're wearing when they're naked. <laughs> which I love. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then the fake uh uh, voiceover stuff. Instead of her saying like "you don't know shit," they're like "you don't know squat." <laughs> yeah, if you ever look up those those YouTube videos of the best. Yeah, like edits uh, dubs. Yeah, there's one for I think Die Hard. Yeah, there's <laughs> some of it. Sometimes they show that on the plane. I watched Die Hard on a plane once, and they've showed mm-hmm. that version. It's like, Why are you showing this version? Did it say Merry Christmas or something? Merry Christmas, Mister. 
I can't remember what. Well, the, I can't remember. Show. There was some really funny one there, though. You introduced it, and now we can't uh, talk <sighs> about it, and we failed miserably. This is a. This has been an episode on how not to do a podcast. CGI me <laughs> finishing that thought. Okay, you got it. Thanks. Also, CGI my whole thing while I've talked, even though I've been totally fine doing it practically. CGI me with a different voice the entire time. That's where we're going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is our music out. <laughs> This is wrong because I can't talk over this. You can talk over this. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of One Topic. Uh, Rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, You can find us everywhere at One Topic. Uh, We're on Facebook. I'm going (laughs) to... Rate and review us on iTunes. We'd like to see that number go up. Please subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) hey greg hey autumn do you like hot sauce you know i do like hot sauce but i'm getting pretty bored of my regular texas peter tabasco I'm looking for a local sauce without Mm. any additives or extracts. A company that uses local pepper so it's as fresh as possible. And a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm -mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers. So I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know. What? Let's say no more than five ingredients. Maybe even, and I mean, it's crazy, but there's got to be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients, zero fillers, additives or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hop Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's won best Louisiana style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no, tell me please now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm going to give you 15% off if you use the code 1TOPIC15. Hold on, that's... Yes, get a pen and paper. 1TOPIC15. Good. That's O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-1-5. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>